0: Welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. I'm Schmelke. He's Eagles. The phone number for you is 201-939-4513. It's all presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Happy offseason, everybody? Officially. Maybe, I guess. Officially, it the is. The Giants 2018 mm. season is over. They finished the year 5-11. and um, Another very tight game, similar to the one they had against the Colts, Jeff. Uh, and much like against the Colts, the defense could not get a stop when they needed it. And the Giants fall to the Cowboys 36-35. to
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at this team and how they lost some of these ball games this year. And they did win five. They could easily be sitting here with eight or nine games. And we can do the ifs and the buts and the candies and nuts and all that good stuff. But bottom line is the defense has to improve. And it needs a lot more players. It does need a lot more players. And Paul DeTino and I were talking about this a little bit in the press box yesterday. No, I'm sorry about that. Uh, exactly. But it was fun. It was good. It's good substance. Maybe one player at each level. Defensive line, linebacker, safety on the defensive side. I would contend they need two pass rushers. At least one good, I mean, like a guy, a playmaker. A right. guy that, that will, will be able to help you win some of those games in the last two minutes because you make a sack or you make a big play a pressure that maybe forces the quarterback to throw an interception, some some sort of big play potential out of those guys. And we know, we're going to talk about them for months to come now, there's a lot of them coming up in the draft.
0: Yes, it'll be chock full of those types of players. So um, a couple things about the game, Jeff, real quick, and then we'll do more of a season wrap-up, folks, and we'll take your calls at 201 939 It's been a busy morning. Um, I haven't really had a chance to look at the tape, so uh, we've been doing interviews with players, coach at his last press conference. We've been doing Inside the Film Rooms, which will go on Giants.com. So a lot going on. Um, So, again, I don't think people really care much about the game given it was kind of an exhibition game. The good news for the Giants, even though they lost, they do still get the sixth pick in the draft, which they moved up a couple spots. They were eighth heading into the week. They won. They lost, rather, a couple other teams ahead of them won, and that kind of helped them out in that regard, which is uh, good for the New York football Giants. Ah, uh, the offense again. Jeff played well enough to win against a good Cowboys defense. They Second sc- half, they did. The, yes, they scored on six straight possessions. From their final drive of the first half when they were in a two-minute drill situation uh, through the fourth quarter, they scored on six straight possessions. Of course, the one that killed them was the final one, which turned out to be a field goal. They get Oh, yes, yes. They get a takeaway on the Amari Cooper fumble, and then you get a Chad Wheeler hold, which, by the way, I looked at the tape on that particular play. It was dicey hold. He kind of hooked the guy a little bit, but he let go. Uh, it didn't have to be called, but it was. And that hold killed that drive. It made them kick a field goal instead of score a touchdown, and then that gave the Cowboys an opportunity to win.
1: Well, and two, you know, we didn't know when we talked about it in our pregame show who was going to be playing offensively, defensively for How the about Cowboys. Prescott playing the whole game, by the way. But, but let me just tell you something. Look at the defensive side of the ball. Oh, everyone played. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you when you talk about the Giants, and we're and we're going to say, oh, they scored, you know, a lot of points against a Dallas Cowboys team that didn't play a lot of guys. The defense played the whole game. Mm-hmm. So that offense for the Giants played against a, a very formidable opponent in a defensive team in the Cowboys yesterday.
0: 344 yards of offense. So again, uh, 444, I'm sorry, 444 yards of offense.
1: And we talk about momentum. And, you know, some people come from the school. that There is does no such thing as momentum going into the next year. But And I kind of thought about this yesterday because, John, you and I talked about this on Friday about this momentum thing. Yeah. I believe that there is momentum in a sense of – just taking some of the things that you did well and you didn't that last year and kind of just maybe just talk about them. But I think that there probably is a point where you say there's a different team. So to me, I still believe there's momentum, but you kind of take certain things with it and, and kind of show it. And this is one of them. I think this game is one of them because there's good and bad here. There's good that the team did well against a very good defensive football team. I wouldn't say they're the best in the league, but they're pretty darn good. Oh, the top 10 for sure. Okay, so there you go. But on the
0: flip side of it, the defense has got to get better in the yeah. last two minutes of the freaking game. Well, in general, Jeff, I mean, look, the Cowboys didn't play Ezekiel Elliott. Their offensive line was full of backups. Okay. And they still managed to score 36 points. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem.
1: Right. Well, the defensive side, yeah, absolutely. And I think that when we look at that this whole season as a whole, the offense, the first half, improved the second half. The defense, I never for once could say that I thought that the defense got so much better as the year went
0: on. In fact, you can argue as they lost personnel, the trades of Harrison and Apple and then some injuries, you could argue the defense got a little worse. And in this game, you lost Grant Haley or slot corner. Uh, they eventually benched Curtis Riley after he just chose not to tackle Blake or just missed Blake Jarwin. I'm not sure what was going through his head on that play, um, but he did not make a good attempt to tackle him going into the end zone. Well he, uh, was that Jason Witten in a Blake Jarwin costume? I'm not sure. That's what it looked like. Seven <laughs> catches for 119 yards. Who? Touchdowns. Blake Jarwin? What? Hello? Um, but, you know, those are things you got to work on, and I think that kind of brings us to our kind of season overview here, Jeff, and I think you made a good point. Heading into this season, I thought this Giants team was going to be good, but not great on offense. They weren't going to be a top five offense, but they could get into the top 12 or top 10, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought the defense would struggle getting stops because they wouldn't rush the passer. And, yep. you know, for the first half of the year, the offense was a disaster because the offensive line wasn't good enough to allow the offense to function. And I thought it would be at the start of the year. It wasn't. They move on from a couple of guys. A couple guys get hurt. You know the story. Omame gone. Flowers gone. Spencer Pulley in at center for Jalapeo got hurt, et cetera, et cetera. Spencer Pulley, you know, you know the list, okay? The team eventually turned into the team I thought it was going to be at the start of the year. Right. It took about 12 weeks to get there, but eventually that's what the team turned into, a team that is competent on offense. Can't get the stop when needed on defense because they lack playmakers, and you know losing Landon Collins is a part of that too. Yeah. So that's where they are moving forward now. And, and I think it's interesting that they finally got to where I thought they were at the start of the year. And, and you know what? If this team, and this is why I thought they could win eight or nine games this year, and that's kind of where I had them in that area, if they would have played like they did in the second half of the year the whole year, they probably would have won seven or eight games. Because the offense became competent mm-hmm. once they figured things out. So it was an interesting um, evolution of this team from the start of the season to the end when they really looked like a completely different group of guys.
1: Well, I think that the defense, I mean, the offense put them in position to win nine games. Well, Jeff, hold
0: on a second. real think quick. about it. Se- se- second half of the year, okay? I'm going to go through this real quick for you, all right? Starting with the Niner game. 27 points, 38 points, 22 points, 30 points, 40 points. Shut out by the Titans, obviously bad. Twenty-seven points, thirty-five points. It's a lot of points, and that Titan game, the conditions obviously played a huge role in that.
1: And I would think that when you look at those numbers and you just on paper, you don't see who the team is. You got to believe that that team is is pretty darn good. When they're putting those points up. Don't, don't give me the wins and losses. just Or the, who the team is. And you say, okay, who's
0: the, this team is putting up 27, 29, 35. Now, in fairness, some of those scores were on defense or set up by takeaways. But okay. still, nevertheless, it's still very, very good numbers.
1: They're good numbers to come off of a season going forward. Again, let's not use that as momentum. We won't call it that now. But we're going to use it as substance to be able to talk about it and formulate an offense next year with playmakers Odell Beckham being out of the lineup basically en- enabled these other players to get reps and to be evaluated as to what they can do in this offense. And now you put 13 back in it next year with all these Evan Ingram by the, by far were the most improved player the second half of the season for the offense. There's no question in my mind, okay? I mean, the guy had the drop sees. He gets benched. We're, we're going to have, when he when he starts playing better, we'll put him in. Much improved player coming back. Look what they can do with him next year. It's
0: pretty exciting. Yeah, they averaged 27.3 points per game the second half of the year. I just did my like quick half math what? here. Right Seven, 17 or 18, yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. So we jump 0. by a full touchdown a game. Okay. This, I think, is interesting, though. Will they continue to play this way mm. when Beckham gets back? Okay. And I think... <clears throat> It's gonna, frankly, require Odell to understand. Thank you. That I'm not gonna get my 13 targets a game now. Okay. Maybe I'm only gonna get eight targets and catch six passes. Right. But those six passes are gonna be really impactful. All right. Because Pat Shermer has said to us, Jeff, that he likes when the ball is spread around. He likes it when eight or nine guys are catching passes. So. If you're in your ideal world, Eli's completing what, 25 to 27 passes a game and throwing around 35, and you're running around 30 times? That's around 60 plays? Yeah. That's about right, right? Okay. So he completes 25 catches. If, you know, five are going to Barkley, five are going to Ingram, five, you know, four are going to Shepard, how many are left? 10. And But then you, but you're splitting that between then Beckham, your fullback, Red Ellison, Scott Simonson, whoever your third wide receiver is. So. That's my point. I believe that this is the best way with Eli Manning as your quarterback. If he's back next year, we'll see. Um, all it seems like, based on what Pat Shermer said, that that's the intention. But obviously, it's up to Dave Gettleman, and he he's going to speak to the media. By the way, on Wednesday at eleven thirty, which will give us, I think, a better feel for how they're going to handle that particular situation. And we will have no show tomorrow on BBK for New Year's. We will be back <laughs> on Wednesday afternoon with Russ and on Dave. It'll be Russ's last show um, until the off season, and then we'll be back. Um, for the rest of the way, of course. We'll be moving back to noon starting next week, by the way. But, you know, that to me, Jeff, will be interesting, is how they integrate Otto Beckham Jr. into this. And you made a great point. Evan Ingram, the second half of the year, once he got back from that second injury, which I think was a knee or calf, or hamstring, I think whatever it was, he was involved a lot more. And this offense is better when he's involved a lot more. <laughs> and if Beckham's getting 13, 14 targets a game, Evan Ingram's not getting seven or eight catches. Yeah. It's just not happening. So they're going to have to figure out a way to integrate all these guys. Everyone has to be unselfish. Remain happy with how this is going to work with everything being spread out because that's the way this team plays their best offense.
1: And I'll just add I'll add to a little bit because you make very good points when you talk about unselfishness and being this type of thing. But th- this is how this is, needs to work. okay? And I'm, I'm going to tell you that, and I can say this because I've spent a lot of time in this league and I didn't do it because I was lucky, I did it because I was good at my position, but I was also very unselfish at what I did, okay? There was times when, yeah, I could take the 46 yard punt and drill it in the end zone, but I'm gonna get it on the, ninth, on the 12, 13 yard line and get the, you know, the 22 yard kick, okay? That's unselfishness, all right? And now this goes a lot further with what Odell Beckham does and these other people do, okay? You are 100% right, John. It's going to take the mentality to say, listen, your legacy as a player, because you know he wants to win. There's no question about that.
0: The fans, do not question that. The guy wants to win. There's no
1: question. But his legacy, in his mind, he says he wants to be the best ever, and all the stuff that he wants to do, he will not achieve any of that unless he goes to the playoffs and wins Super Bowl. Okay? If you're going to do that, you are going to. It's going to be incumbent on you to be able to pass it around and be unselfish and be say, you know what? If I have to do only catch nine balls a game or seven, well, and we win way, the Jack. game,
0: even if he let's say he only catches six balls a okay, game, okay, six for eighty-five, but 100. that's that's ninety-six catches.
1: Okay, what's wrong with that? There is nothing in the grand scheme of thing. If you want to put it on paper like we just did, okay, so you get ninety-six. Okay, Shepard gets seventy-four, Ingram gets fifty-six, whatever it is. Who cares? But by the end of the day, you're you're the NFC champions at 10 and 6 or 11 and 5, whatever you want to call it, and you get the first round bye and then you're in the playoffs and then you're in the Super Bowl and you win the Super Bowl. When you look back on it, you want to look back on it and say, "You know what? Man, look at the look at the look at this offense." You
0: aren't going to say, "Oh, I wish I had 121 catches." No who one's going to care. No no one's going to so care. So it it's, it no does. it does it
1: it's very important for him to understand that. And he may tell you that that's the way he understands it, but that ain't the way it's working. OK, because when this when he went out of the offense and all of a sudden now these other guys are getting shots or, you know, tons of catches and, and at least targets and this and, and, it, and it was also enabled the, the staff to be able to evaluate these other players at that position they have a pretty good idea who's coming back next year. I mean, you look at uh, Cody Latimer, what he did yesterday. He's on a one-year deal, so who knows if he comes back or not? How about but those I'm,
0: two catches, man? Oh Ooh.
1: my goodness! And and I, you know, I talked to Tyke today, uh, Tolbert, the special, the, the, the receivers coach, and he said, I said, how about those catches, that Cody made? He goes, best 50-50 uh, receiver I've ever been with. Really. 50-50 ball receiver wow. I've and ever he, been with, he and by said, the way,
0: he was with Demarius Thomas, exactly. who's really good at that play. Exactly, the way. and wow, that's he, something.
1: You know, so he says, you know, he is, and you know, he's been with them his whole career. So do you, you know, you bring him back? You got a lot of experience, and Benny Fowler got some playing time this year. Coleman, a lot of these, uh, uh, not Russell, Russell Shepherd, a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. That's a good group of people. And, you know, do you need, need another—I mean, is Cody Latimer going to be your go-to third guy, like he's a pro—no. But he can get four targets a game. Okay, you can. You know, and is there is there a possibility that you get a better receiver at one of those? Probably, but
0: you don't really have to. You got him. And, Jeff, here's the thing, and, and this is the other thing I'll throw in there, too. I don't want you guys to misunderstand us. We're not saying that the Giants' offense is better off without Odell Beckham Jr. That's crazy talk. It should be way better with him. That—exactly. exactly but it's only going to be better with them if they integrate them into the current formula of how they've had success in the second half of the year and not try to open it up and throw it 45, 50 times.
1: Can't do it. We saw that first off at the beginning of the season. Correct. 45 passes. The, the, the offense was broke, was unbalanced. As soon as they started to run this thing through Saquon and under center and they were a balanced offense, 35 yeah. runs to thir- excuse me, 35
0: passes to 30 runs, you, know, you get that balance in
1: there. Look what happened.
0: And that's one thing Pat Shurmur, he basically was asked again today why Eli was better in the second half. He goes, guys, look, we protected him. Yeah, The offensive line got better. It's the reason our running game got better in the second half too. We blocked better in the running game. So the offensive line made a lot of progress, and he made this point in the press conference too. It's not a finished product yet. There's still improvements to be made. Oh, do red know, zone. We don't know who the starting center is going to be next year. Is it going to be Jalapeo coming back? Spencer Pulley? Will they bring somebody else in to compete? Well, they have some depth there. Who knows? There. Jamon yeah. Brown and Chad Wheeler. Oh, Jamon Brown's a free agent at right guard. Chad Wheeler, we'll see if they try to do an upgrade at right tackle. So there's a little uncertainty of what this line is going to look like coming back, but I still think they're going to try to work to make it even better because I think they know of course. it all starts there.
1: You're always working on your offensive yeah. line no matter what happens, and I will tell you this, is that at least they have developed some depth at the offensive line that they haven't had in the past, so if if is not your starting center, you have depth at the center. If probably, Wheeler yeah, is not your, your starting, he can be your guy at yeah. right tackle. You got depth, and you know Jamon Brown. We had him on the, uh, the at the coaches club yesterday. Real and, good guy. And Paul by the way. actually asked him, "Do you want to be back here?" And he said, "You know what." I've really enjoyed my time here. Yes, I want to come back. Did Paul to... then
0: beg him to come back? <laughs> no, <on air>? no. <laughs> no, they did not <laughs>
1: beg him. I, after the show, he did, but not <laughs> online, <laughs> not in front of the camera. <laughs> no, just kidding. But he's he is no, a nice not. kid, and he, I think that he really he fits in well here, and I think he's found a home. And hopefully, he you know the
0: Giants will be able to
1: sign him back.
0: No question about it. All right, we just gave you the reasons that Giant fans should be optimistic heading into the next season. Can I give Can play Debbie Downer for one second and maybe you can battle me off a little bit? Mm, sure. Okay. I'm going to beat Debbie Downer a little bit, okay? The Giants, in every one of their victories, were plus two or better in turnover yeah, ratio. Yeah, we know that. Yep. Um, that's something that's hard to do consistently. I would want to go around the league to see how many other teams had five games where they were plus two this year. I bet you it's not a terribly long list. Mm-hmm. And for the teams that have done it, they're probably the teams that are heading to the playoffs and are some of the best teams in the league.
1: Sometimes, yeah.
0: Number two. Here are the starting quarterbacks the Giants beat this year.
1: Okay. This is the Debbie Downer.
0: Yes. Deshaun Watson. Legit. But I don't think the Texans had quite hit their stride yet. But still, legit. Nick Mullins. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Slash Jameis Winston. And frankly, if Winston started that game from the beginning, the result might have been different. That was a pretty good game. It was. (laughs) Chase Daniel. Mark Sanchez. There you go. Yeah. That's your list. So... That's why there's still a lot of work to do, especially on the defensive of side of the ball. And yeah. I think you worry about guys. I know people like splashes. They will. Here's a here's a bold prediction for me. There will not be one significant addition to the skill position groups of this team this offseason. You'll get something on the edges, but there will not be a significant investment in the draft or free agency on a skill position player on this team this year. You know. Um, okay. Okay, I think that's reasonable. <clears throat> yeah, unless they find their quarterback of the future, and then all bets are off. Who knows?
1: Okay, all right. And let me ask you this question.
0: Yes. It even
1: know this, even know the, the record is five and eleven. Yes, they and won. He, they won two more games than they
0: did last year. And you are what your record says you are.
1: Is this aside from aside from the record? Okay, mm-hmm. if, if if both these teams, if, and I know it's hard to. What I'm trying to say is, that did this team improve this year yes, in your mind? they did.
0: Coming off of what happened last year. They're very better. They're, first of all, the culture on the team is okay, a lot better. That was my next
1: question. So, yes. number one, where did it start? Pretty low. But, I mean, where did it, st- it started in the locker room, right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. And we talked about this on Friday with Dave Gettleman, bringing in some people and some pieces to mm-hmm. the puzzle to fix that. I certainly think that was
0: huge. The group stayed together, even though they lost. They started 1-7, and the group stayed together. And
1: they just lost three in a row. Yeah, correct. And, okay, and they went out and they played their last game against a team that's going to the playoffs pretty darn good. Um, so there is some optimism going into next year about the team has gotten better, okay? In your mind, give me one position group that you think it's imperative, aside from the offensive line, because we talk about the offensive line till we're blue in the face. Mm-hmm that has to improve for this team to win at least 9 games next year.
0: This is the easiest question you could ask me.
1: And I'm going to tell you it's on defense.
0: It's pass rush. There you go. You got to rush the passer. That's okay. how you get turnovers. And That's how you get you're stopped falling at the end of game. Perfectly into my trap. You got to get pass rush.
1: And therefore in the draft this year with your first round and your high second round, are you going both defense or will you go one offense
0: and one defense? Well, if there's a big difference in terms of who a better player is, you pick the best player. Okay. The Giants are still in a, to, to quote my beloved, terrible New York Knickerbockers, they are in a talent acquisition phase at this point. I'm not, right. I, I'm not picking for needs. I'm picking best player. And you know what? Then there probably will be a defensive end there. You're a 5-11 team? I'll find room for you on the field, okay? If you're really good, I'll find space for you. So, look, I think the way this draft is, has kind of filtered out at six. I think they will have a chance to draft an elite level defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a pass rushing interior lineman okay. or a defensive end. Let me ask Again, you. Again, I don't know what they think of Haskins, and I don't know if he's coming out. That could be the only thing that changes the formula. But and to we'll me, find out more about that soon. I yeah. Well yeah. yeah, the deadline's in about two weeks, so yeah. we're gonna know pretty soon. And I think he's gonna come out, especially given Herbert isn't and he's gonna be the consensus number one, sure. which means he'll get picked very high. But I think yeah, I mean, look, I will not rule out a right tackle, Jeff. I will not rule it out. But at this point, and again, I haven't studied any of these guys yet, I think it's going to be a defensive line. Let me, me they, ask you they, one they more like, question. They like, Gettleman loves the trenches. You know that.
1: Let me ask you one more question, and yes. then we'll get to our calls. But I, I think that there's a Here's maybe a, a scenario. You got the sixth pick in the draft. Yes. Okay. Um, you're not very keen on any of the quarterbacks and you're and you're setting yourself you know you're gonna go with Eli next year okay this is the scenario. this is the assumptions. would you at that number six position trade down with somebody wanting to get up to acquire another first round draft pick and either use it this year or save it for next year when there is better quarterback positions coming up
0: yes. Yep, thank you. I think it depends how far down you have to go. Okay, so I would still like to get a high level defensive lineman or a right tackle if possible. Okay, let me give you this. You're at you're at 22. Ooh, that's a long way. <laughs> I would like can I stay in the top 15?
1: I don't think that will happen.
0: What if what what if what 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 if I'm picking 15 and I pick up an extra one next year? Yes. To make that move that you're and, talking and about. And my point is I I need that, that I would certainly do. But but here, and here's the only reason I'm saying me. this. Is you know what, like, Jeff, is I want an impact guy. You need an impact okay. player on the defensive line and a 22, I don't know if I'm getting But
1: it. remember what your guy said yesterday on our pregame show. Yeah. You, you, might, you might be able to get some good, good talent in the second, third round. Yeah, but maybe not elite, though. But let me ask you a question. If you are so keen on the idea that next year is going to be your quarterback year, and you want to be able to move up as high as you can because you're going to be a better
0: team picking later. I like your thought process.
1: Then maybe that's why you do what I just said. I think
0: your thought process makes a lot of sense. We or should. you can always also think about, if you want to, if you want to debating how you're moving assets around, if your idea is trading a veteran, you save that guy, keep him around one more year, and then maybe use him in next year's draft if you want to move up too in 2020. You know what I mean? Same yes. exact thought process. Exactly. Yes. So it'll be interesting. Someone was doing some deep thought over the weekend, Jeff Fiegel. <laughs> I like it. I was on
1: a I, I walked today. My walk this morning, I was like thinking about all this stuff. we now we're, that's a good point. Because now we're turning the key to, to, the, to the postseason, which is king here with all the draft stuff. Yeah. I'm not so good at that stuff, but that's okay. You're already into it, though. I think well, Eagles I mean, is turning a page I, I here. know, but what I, I'm, I'm okay with it with our yeah. team stuff, you know. Right, but when it gets globally with all the draft stuff, I'm not so good at that. But that's okay.
0: Uh, well, I, you, we'll you, see. You, you've you done really good with all the guests we've had on the show. So you've been, you've been right. on top of things. So I bet some people got some things <sighs> to say, huh? I'm sure they do. At 201-939-4513, before we get to your calls, I want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented proudly by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants' prizes throughout the season. Let's do it. Jeff in Rhode Island on line one will lead us off.
1: Hello, Jeffrey. Hi,
0: Jeff.
2: Well, Happy New Year, fellas. You too. I, uh, I hope next year's a much better scenario for us in the New York football Hopefully Giants we're talking because, uh, about
0: playoffs on this day next year, I'm Mr. The whole Jeff. the New York I, area.
2: <laughs> I certainly hope so. I am really, really disappointed, okay. as, as everybody is, but... Uh, yeah, I think uh, on the face of it, you got to say that the defense needs a whole lot whole lot more work than the uh, – a whole lot more, more upgrading than the offense does. And uh, I think, Johnny, you're right, uh, you know, in regards to the edge rushes, we got to come up with two real good guys some, somehow. So, as long as we're not doing or repeating the mistake that, uh, you know, we made with uh, signing OV a couple of years ago because uh, that hasn't worked out. Now, Jeff, well. you know what?
0: I don't think you're going to see – uh, I don't think, frankly, they have the capital or in the position to have another super big splash. This off-season is yep. in, the, in the free um, agent market. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, so I, think, I, I um, would rest um, easy in that way.
2: Yeah. I, I don't either. I see I see it happening through the draft, which is, uh, you know, the right way to go. Correct. I mean, you can't, be, you can't be throwing money at all these guys like that. I mean, you just can't do it because usually it doesn't end up very well.
1: Most of the time but, it doesn't. You're right.
2: Uh, i got a question for you. Uh, Eric. Ingram's uh, touchdown yesterday. Okay. Okay. They threw him the ball. They showed the replay. Now, And this, this happens quite frequently, so I'm kind of confused why, why they call it a touchdown. Because you can see he has the ball. He's lunging, lunging for the pylon. But both of his feet are already hanging out of bounds. Now, how, uh, well, he's not. That, how that works.
1: Because it, when he it, left the field the play, his feet were inbounds. Yeah. And they haven't they haven't touched out of bounds. And then, you know, the impetus of the ball it goes
0: across the goal line, the plane, and then there's a touchdown. And it has to, and the ball has to be on the left side of the pylon. That's the key. The pylon is Correct. is the key there. His the body. The inbounds part of yeah, it. Yeah, as long as he is not touching out of bounds, Jeff, and he's in midair, where the ball is marked, or if it's considered a touchdown, is completely determined when the ball crosses. Onto the white line, out of bounds. So if it goes over the pylon, the pylon is considered an in and a touchdown. Right, so if right. it's over the yeah. pylon, it's a touchdown. If that ball gets completely out of bounds before it gets to the pylon, no it's not going to be a score. Correct. There you
2: okay. go. Okay. So as long as his feet, as long as his feet are in the air, he's he's, he's considered in bounds. Is that correct? Bingo. And he left.
1: He left in bounds. Obviously, because then he would have been out of bounds. Yes. So. Yep.
2: Okay. Yep. All right. Well, guys. Happy New Year, I'll be Jeff. Talking to you. You too. Happy New Year.
1: Be safe tonight, as of, as everybody be safe tonight. I'm not a big. Are you a big New Year's Eve guy? Well, first of all, I can't stay up till midnight. I was anyway.
0: going to say, if I make it to midnight tonight <laughs> after the day I've had, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's no. going to be a miracle. Yeah, I think for parents that have four kids that are over the ages of twenty. Like me, I don't like I don't like this night. I really don't. I just it's just you
0: know. You know you're, you're worrying about them being safe. It's, uh, what they're you're worried just, about, it's right? just they're stupid. You know, they, <laughs> It's just
1: dumb. <laughs> what so a, What? What? It's just okay. You turn the page of 2019. All right. I
0: mean, big deal. Don't and, be dumb. And the other thing I want to f- caution fans at too. And by the way, i you seem like a Times Square guy to me. You no, know? you're not going to head out there and camp out all day. No.
1: No, no way. Now, what
0: you would do? You would park up on a on a building and start using your pitching wedge and hitting it into the yeah, crowd. <laughs> yeah, pegging them. Then I get arrested for attempted <laughs> yeah, <accepted> exactly. murder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not a big, that that kind of crowd. I no, know. no,
0: no, pass, no. pass. 100%. Plus, you know
1: you. Yeah, the other, a few years ago, one of my sons, I think Trevor, went down there and, and he was like, Dad, I didn't realize that when you get, when you're in there, no, you, you're trapped. You're trapped. You have nowhere to go. Yeah, to you go to the bathroom. You
0: can't pee or anything.
1: And, you know, they're drinking at the bars before and then they're going to go stand out there for four hours, five hours. Bring
0: some empty bottles, my friend. <sighs> that or some of those depends. Keep you know? it, keep it. <laughs> I was going to say keep it classy, but there went that real quick. 201 939 4513. Christian in New York, Dave. Line four. He's up next. Christian, what's up, pal?
2: Hey, we were
3: having a, a good talk about Eli last week about uh, how they should bring another guy in. And I know it would be, just be a nightmare for you guys if it was like a a guy that already has some established ability in the league. Um, okay. But I think we're at a point where they should stop having like one of the worst backups in the league because <laughs> there's a chance that Eli just really – falls off a cliff with his play the way Peyton did. So, what's your solution, Christian?
1: What's your solution? Who do you want?
3: Well, well, there's there should be some guys available. Like really, there's a Christian. Lot of you
0: got to be specific the- for me. You can't be general. If you want to do something like this, you got to come with some names. Give me a name.
1: Can you call it Nick Foles? Okay.
0: Well, I would say <laughs> Nick Foles
3: probably. Could play a little better than Eli at this point, but I wouldn't say he's a long-term solution either. Well, well,
0: well, well Nick Foles um, is only twenty-nine years old, and if you're bringing in Nick Foles, you're not—he's not coming here as your backup, okay? If Nick Foles is coming no, here, he's coming that. here as your starter.
3: No, right? I know that. I thought you meant someone's going to pay him. the guy.
0: Well, that, but, no, but I think—but you're getting to the point you want to bring in a good backup. So who's the good backup you want to bring in?
3: Well, really, I think <laughs> it's going to be tough through free agency because, like we were saying, they're not going to have a lot of money to do it, but. Because of how good next year's quarterback class is,
0: no, I think a mean, lot of these Which class is good? Not the twenty nineteen class. Next no year, no, 2020. yeah, 2020. 2020. okay. It's and better than the nineteen. I, I don't he, know how good it is, but well we'll see. Yeah.
3: And I think I think the guys like Will Greer and the guys in that tier are gonna fall to the second round because a lot of people a lot of GMs I think are just gonna wanna wait for the really top shelf quarterbacks next year. And basically you're gonna have to they might have to go with a guy like that if, if the whole Haskins thing doesn't end up happening. But, you know, I think there's a lot more fans than you said the other day that have some middle ground with Eli. Because he can obviously play a little bit still, but you're just not getting much of a
0: ceiling with him at this point. No, but that's my point, though. If that's your belief, then just move on. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I, like I said, you know,
3: I'm trying to base it on what I think the Giants will do. So I would hope they could get a backup like a guy like Blaine Gabbert or Kessler. You know, guys that can at least just come in and manage the game. Yeah, but you're, no, but but you're we, so
1: you're why? you're worried about him getting, getting hurt. hurt? He he doesn't get hurt. Is
0: he not <laughs> going? If look, this is no insult to Blaine Gabbard or Cody Kessler. You're not going to the playoffs with Blaine Gabbard or Cody Kessler. I mean, I mean did, did you watch the game last time with playing Cameron throwing passes?
3: Well, yeah, I'm saying they should bring guys like that in in case Eli just totally falls off next year. I'm not talking about getting hurt, but, you know, because when in Peyton's last year, he was horrendous, but he was lucky enough to be on an awesome team that carried him. But, you know, if Eli played the way Peyton played in his last year, next year, it, it would look really ugly on this Giants team. And I, I think at that point, you'd have to get someone else in there.
0: Christian, I just don't understand why you're so concerned about this. <laughs> Eli hasn't missed a game in his whole career because of injury. Why are you so concerned no, no, about no, having no, Cody I'm Kessler? I'm not saying
3: because of injury. You, I'm you, because... you think
1: that all of a sudden he's just going to throw 30 interceptions in the first six I games? And... I
0: don't even know if Cody Kessler is better than Alex Tanney. Seriously. Mm. I don't know that. I mean, we've, What has Cody I mean, Kessler we've, ever we've, done? We've, yeah. I mean, we've at least seen him play. I mean, Yeah, and wait, but did did you like what you saw?
3: I wouldn't say that, but (laughs) I think there's a – because here's the thing. These quarterbacks don't always gradually fall off, and that's what Eli has done in the last two years, but he might actually just fall off a cliff with his play next year. (laughs) Yeah, but but if that's the case,
0: Cody Kessler is not your answer if that happens. Christian, thanks for the call. i got a bunch of people on the line. I want to make sure I get to them. Okay, if you think he's going to fall off, then replace him. Don't bring in some backup that's not gonna bring you anywhere. that you're gonna have to
1: pay three million dollars or something Why? for it. You know? No, no, no.
0: And, and 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 I've and I've made my point on the second round quarterbacks too. If you believe in one of them and you're Dave Gettleman, you think this guy's gonna be good, great. But spending these day two picks on these quarterbacks that to have like a five percent chance of succeeding in general is a very risky proposition.
1: Especially if you you and we're never gonna know this because we don't we don't get this information. So we just kind of try to come up with it. But if you your thought process going into this draft, you have to have a vision and have to have a plan. And if your plan is that we don't like any of these quarterbacks as 2020 is gonna be our, our year, then do not waste your second round picks on quarterbacks. Bingo. Exactly. Thank you. So just and by the way And I guarantee
0: you they have a real good feel for what Justin Herbert is because they just scouted him this year expecting him to come out in twenty nineteen.
1: That's exactly right. And so and he's only gonna get better next year. You yep. know, Barrington he doesn't get hurt and that's kind of good stuff. But I mean, he he is gonna be your number one guy next year. And then you know, there's always somebody else that kind of surfaces that you don't really hear about.
0: Always. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, and no one was talking about Haskins at the start of the year that he'd out after he would be a good one. Nobody even knew he was year.
1: playing at the beginning of the year. It's like well, who is this guy? Out of nowhere, one year. Now not not to say that a one year guy can't play good at this level, because you look at Mitchell Trubisky. He played one year at UNC and he's doing fine. But um, they're two different quarterbacks, by the way. One's a runner. One's well, Trubisky's a runner a little bit, but yeah, he runs sure, you know, but not like Haskins. Haskins has an arm, though. I
0: mean, that kid can throw the ball.
1: Tell you what, <laughs> yeah, he does, and so does the, <laughs> so does the guy from Oklahoma. He's <laughs> um, the Heisman Trophy winner. Yep, Murray.
0: He, he's playing baseball. He's too small to play football. He's smart to play baseball. <laughs> that sonny bonus he got, and you don't have to get beat up. And he's he's fast. He throws yeah. well. I'm sure. Yeah. You indeed. know what though? I'm sure he'll file it in his back pocket the same way Drew Henson did. Where if baseball's not going so well, we'll jump back. So how does that work? Does he
1: can he go re enter the draft years from now? No,
0: someone will draft him and then own his rights. Wow. Wow. Interesting. That's wow. how it would work. All right, let's go to the next caller. Tim in Jackson, New Jersey. Tim's up next. Hi, Tim. Timothy. Hi,
4: happy New Year. You,
0: you
5: too. too.
4: When, how was he When the when Eli with Tyus after 15 seasons with the Giants at age 38 and 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 uh, have a baby with his wife Abby, could the Giants
3: acquire Andrew Luck from the Colts exchange for a 2019 first round pick and a 2020 third round pick? Uh,
0: Tim, appreciate the call. I can guarantee you one thing: the Colts are not trading Andrew Luck. That I know for sure. <laughs> no way. And if they did, you would need to trade them probably around four first-round picks. Literally four yeah. first-round picks. And you, you know what? You it might, would it would be worth it. <laughs> it's you might that do the. Good.
1: You might do the Mike Dick or Ricky Williams trade. Yeah,
0: more. You need, honestly, you would have to trade three or four first-round picks. That's how good Andrew Luck is.
1: That is, there's no. It's not even a discussion.
0: They wouldn't even do it then. And you would get the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account tweeting about the Giants. I mean, that's even, that's even better.
1: I didn't read the Captain Luck after
0: the Oh, you didn't? Do not want me to bring it up for you? Yeah. I didn't All get a right, chance to read that him. one.
1: And, and, and what, if nobody knows what we're talking about, he has a Twitter. His Twitter has Captain.
0: Well, that's not him. That's
1: not him. But it's, 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 it's absolutely – it's his it's, – there it is. The Captain best thing, Andrew Luck.
0: So basically, the joke is that Andrew Luck looks like a soldier from the Civil War with his beard. So they kind of superimposed his face out to a Civil War <laughs> uniform. And he's, he, he tweets as though he's a Civil War soldier. And he tweets letters to his mother in between battles. It's actually pretty good. All right, so I'll give you two. The one after the game yesterday. Dearest mother, I shall not be returning home quite yet. Our unit was victorious in the hard-fought, rain-soaked battle against the Titans. Jubilation, our men gave it all their might. Save for one ricochet, my sidearm was true. We are awash with joy. I love you, Andrew. And now, as he gets ready for the playoffs, dearest mother, our celebration festivities were mighty but brief. We begin our march to Houston to thrice battle the Texans. Each unit has a victory over the other. We shall drill among bulls to better understand their <laughs> tactics. I have equal parts confident and anxious. Andrew. It's great. <laughs> I need Dave to play me some Civil War music the time I, I read Yeah, those. how about it? To copy of the Bob pop of, of them are on, really They're good. Uh, they're all very busy. good. All right. Yeah. Let's get back to the call. That was a fun aside. Let's go to uh, Steve in D.C. He's up next. Hi, Steve.
5: First of all, Happy New Year to you guys. Steve, how are you, good buddy? Long, happy Tom. New What's Year. What's going on, John? We're good. It's good to talk to you, man. Yeah, good to hear from and, you. I'll see. First of all, you know, i got to say shout-out to Figgles. You know, I've never had the pleasure of talking to you. Thank you. So, uh, thank you for all you've done, Jeff. Thank you. I've a n- long-time fan of yours and, of course, of, of my Giants. Uh, John, you know i got a lot to say, man. You know i got a well, lot to say. Well, get to so, it then, buddy. Get to so, it. Can I get Can I quit my, get my quick rant in and then I'll get out of your way? Quick. Go, go ahead. Man. Go ahead. So, first of all, i got to say this. You know, not, you know no disrespect. Because I didn't come on to do this, but I'm not a shamer or a Dave Gatherman guy. So I just, to, I just wanted to kind of qualify everything I'm about to say around that. But I do love the Giants, and I, you know, and I ride with them because they, they big blue. So I, I do ride, and I respect them for being Giants, but they just got a whole lot to do before they bring—before I ride with them. That's fine. That's fair. So, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's so fair. I want to say is this. Number one, I don't even know why or whose nephew Curtis Riley is, but <laughs> Way too long to get him off the field. I am so disgusted by that. Honestly, I don't ever want to see him in again in my life ever. No, you I, may not. I, I, anyway, listen. I'm, I'm leaving it at that because believe me. Honestly, I've never been so angry at a player than I was the way I felt about to do. I mean, honestly, I could have broken so many things up. It's just, it was painful to watch all season long for me, all season long. So. It was it was long overdue. Okay, number two. All right, let's, okay. All right, I'm gonna give, All right, I'm gonna speed it up. Eli is my dog. I love him. Okay, but here's the thing. The number part. one, he has to come back because he's Eli. He has to come back. Okay, he has to. I don't. I'm not happy about it because I'm ready to move on. Okay, but he has to come back. He just can't come back at 23 million dollars. Can't do it. Figure something out. Figure anything out. And we got to now is the time. It's not. I don't, I'm so tired of people qualifying. Now is the time. Look, we better get Haskins. I don't care what happens. Move up to number four and get Haskins. Period. I don't care. I'd rather do it a year early, which I know it's already two years late in my mind, but now is the time. I know I want to plan for no other move up. We can't afford to give nothing more up than the position we're going to be in now. We earned this suck. Move up to number four (laughs) and get Haskins. Period. We can. There's too many pass rushes in this draft. To sit here justifying justify him going up and getting a bolster of anybody else, man. We got enough picks. Parlay them. Get my quarterback this year. Eli, groom him. Do what you need to do. We respect you. We love you for everything you do. We honor your year, your last year in your contract. But it's time to move on. Jamar Brown. We can do better than that, man. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to keep on a positive note. Thank so, you. Man, we got past pressures with Avery Moss? We could have been brought him up, man. Come on. He's my little baby, JPP. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen, a... I love y'all. Keep doing your thing, John. Thanks for coming down on the Shakedown. And you know, much respect for you and Peter for doing that. Appreciate y'all. Have a great New Year. Be safe. And uh, I'll holler, man. Happy Come New out. Year, Appreciate Steve.
0: Don't, don't don't be you a stranger. Don't be a stranger, buddy. Good to hear from you. couple things. One, folks... I've seen this online a little bit from certain people and not from Steve. Steve's, Steve's more reasonable, but you know, like Fire Shermer and Fire Kettleman, they've been here for four year coming off a three and thirteen year. You people, you need to like Where gr- get a grip, all right? even if you even if you don't like the job they've done, the idea that it's ever a good idea to move on from a coach to GM after just one season, that's what dysfunctional organizations do, okay? John Mayer didn't even want to move on from Ben McAdoo after just two years. But it got so bad he had no choice. But that's not what the Giants like to do. They like continuity. It was the same reason Jerry Reese was here for so long. They do not like to make changes in those types of positions unless they really feel it's necessary. So, patience. Not give in these, today's world, John. There these, is no patience in today's world. Give these guys a chance to figure things out. It's and, why I asked you. And, and if in a few years they don't, then you, oh, you yeah, figure it out. But, but you got to give them three, four years. I mean, on. poor Steve Wilkes. I mean, look, I know they had a bad team in Arizona this year. But one season? But
1: I, I think one that— One season? And I, come I on. think And I also think, from what I read and heard about the my parents, you know, I'm from Phoenix in Arizona. We, I get a lot of information. Oh, what do you got for me? There, what do you got? That— Michael Bidwell is blowing up the whole organization. Oh, really? So he got caught in kind of in a fire sale here. Uh-oh. Like it's everything is going scouting,
0: and I—I I, I mean everything. And, and I also heard that he was not like, "Let's go get him." Last year he's saying like, "Oh, right, this is the last best guy left. I guess let's hire this guy." Well, yeah, but and, and, you
1: know, I also heard on or read on Twitter that McCarthy doesn't want anything, any part of Arizona. So I'm just telling you that. When you talk about organizations and you talk about the Arizona Cardinal organization, the giant organization, there's people that are going to want to coach here before they coach there. Right. I'm just saying. The other thing about Fire Gettleman and Fire Shermer, that's why I asked you that's at the crazy. beginning of the show, did this team get better? Yeah, yes, correct. they got, they better, got better, and it was mm-hmm. because of those two guys yes. at the
0: beginning and in fixing fairness, the roster. That is a very, 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 very <laughs> infinitesimally small portion of the fan base. Yeah, but I understand. But the that. people out there, it's but, just but, you know, relax. But and, even and don't be stupid. But that, we still have to put them stupid. in their places. Well, you have to. <sighs> no, I, I'm, look, it, it's our job to educate to a certain extent. Yeah, I know. And well, we shouldn't even have to educate with that. Not with that. No, that's just silly. It's silly. By the way, for those that haven't keep eight of them, right? For those that haven't kept track, here's the officially, the coaches officially. that have been let go: uh, Todd Bowles from the Jets, Adam Gase from the Dolphins. After they don't show up against the Bills in the final week of the year, I think 42-17, I think mm-hmm. in that game. Oh, I missed Vance Joseph while I was running around. He's been let go um, by the Denver Broncos. John Elway will get another chance to hire a coach, maybe another chance to hire a quarterback. Dirk Cutter, who was not surprising at all, yep. has been let go. That was removed for a long time. Um, I wonder what they're going to do. That offensive coordinator did a real good job for them. Todd Monken this year. He might be in the mix in some places for a, for a good job. The Bengals finally let go of Marvin Lewis, the second longest headured, tenured head coach after Bill Belichick. Um, Mike McCarthy obviously was fired earlier in the year. Uh, Steve Wilkes from Arizona let go. Um, Steve Sarkeesian mm. has been fired by the Falcons. And Keith Arne. And Marquand Manuel, their defensive coordinator, and their special teams coordinator, Keith Armstrong. So Other coordinators. <laughs> Dan Quinn will assume the role of defensive coordinator. Um, they will search for an OC and a special teams coach. Ian Rappaport reported that Gary Kubiak would be a strong candidate for the OC job. Interesting. Coaches who are safe, Jim Harbaugh, Doug Marone, and Ron Rivera. John Harbaugh what I say, Jim? Yep. John Harbaugh. I, th- I think Jim Harbaugh's probably safe in, in, in Michigan, too. <laughs> but So that that's where we are in terms of the coaches, folks. 201-939-4513. Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app Two amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Let's go back to the phones and say hello to Chris in Syracuse. Chris, what's up, pal? Hey,
4: how's it going? Happy New Year. Hey, you, you too, too, Chris. What's up? Hey, I had no intention to really calling until you guys were talking about something earlier sure. in, uh, on the show, and it got me thinking about something I've been thinking uh, quite a bit, and that is um, why, I don't know if this is an observation, a criticism, or what, take it however you want to, why did it take Odell getting hurt to revert, I guess, we'll use the word revert back to playing football the way that it probably should be in terms of balance?
0: No, you know, I, I, don't th- I don't think it was his injury that prompted it because we saw it start, Chris, before the injury. We saw it against San Francisco, we saw it against Tampa, when he was still healthy, and they started running the ball better, because the offensive line blocked better. The one thing that yeah, did change yeah. is that you saw Evan Ingram get more involved once he got hurt. That's where I think we right, saw the big right. change. Yeah,
4: no, you yeah, that, that, that's fair, and I, I'm just saying I I hope that we can keep it there because um, as much as I love Odell, and I do, I, I do think that he's been um, he's kind of, kind of been like the apple that it just seems like. He wants the targets. Eli wants to force him the ball. Coaching wants to force him the ball or get him the ball. Maybe not force him the ball, but sometimes I, I feel like if you just look at the last few years from a bird's eye view, it seemed like that it's just this reoccurring theme that um, you know McAdoo fell into especially uh, badly. But
0: well, Chris, here's the thing. You know. Here's a difference too, though, real quick. When Odell wasn't on the field the first three years of his career with the Giants, they couldn't score. So they almost had to force him the ball in order to score. For the first time this year under Pat Shermer, which is why I think Shermer and his offense deserve a lot of credit, this offense functioned at a fairly high level, spare that Titans game in the bad weather, after Beckham got hurt. So I think that's where it's a little bit different now when in the past Odell could go and say, hey guys, look, when I'm not playing, you guys scored 10 points a game, you need me. Now, when he comes back, maybe he's seen, hey look, this offense can still work without me. Maybe I need to fit into the construct and, and, again, I'm not saying he doesn't want to. That's not what I meant to infer. But, you know, maybe he says, look, let me fit in here. Maybe i only get nine targets a game instead of 15. And it's going to be better off for the team. And I think that's a damn good chance that happens. I hope so. Well,
4: that's true. That's true. And that's because it's taken this long to clear out the rot. Like, the one... Um Criticism that Eli was getting, uh, not so much lately, but had been getting was like, uh, oh, you know, o- Odell made his career. they look at his, like, his passer rating when throwing to Odell and then it versus everybody else. And when Odell went out, they couldn't do it. Who else did they have? They didn't have anybody. Will Ty and friggin' Ruben Randall, just, you know, or these guys, that just <laughs> Will, they just weren't getting it done. I haven't
0: heard that name all you know? year. Larry Donnell? no?
4: <laughs> yeah, right. Now, and the other thing, and I'll hop off, thanks for letting me kind of hit all these yeah. points for rapid fire, is. Um, I, I'm all I'm all in with Sherman and gentlemen. I think that you, you know, what we're just talking about proves what a good job that they've done that this offense is functioning and scoring over thirty without a doubt, which is great. But um I don't understand why yesterday at the end of that game we're you were on the fifty and we go four straight passes, ten yards. There was plenty of time to try to get down either in for a field goal attempt, um or, you know, something else. I, I you know, I just, I'm, not, I'm a little confused about that. It was aggressive, but I like it, but I'm almost like, you know, I, I don't think it was necessary to try to just pick up 10 yards. Well,
5: Chris,
0: uh, let know, me put it this was... way. I don't know what Shermer called, if Eli changed to a pass or anything like that, but they certainly did have time at the 47-yard line with a minute 11 to go with two timeouts. If they wanted to run the football, they certainly could have. I think that's fair. Yeah, and they
1: also – yeah, they could have run the football and they also could have worked the middle of the field better. Remember, the first throw was out of bounds to the left.
0: Well, that's because he got pressured. He had to kind of throw the ball away on that one.
1: But they were still going to that side. yes. So I'm just – yeah, there was a lot of options there, and I think we got asked this question in the coaches' club, the same question. You know, where was the running game then? Why wasn't there some sort of a you know a run mixed in there? I could tell you this. We got him on Chris. Thanks for the call, buddy. Yeah, I got thanks, three Chris. more guys I want to get You're in. You're welcome. I could tell you this, and I don't and whether you've made it or not. I'm pretty, from what he did this season, I think you get Aldrick Rojas a 58, 59 yard field goal, he's got a good chance of making it.
0: You know what? And I actually said that to Bob and Carl on their headsets when they got the ball back, and I'm like, guys, I think they only need fifteen yards here. They that would have gotten him to the forty, 40. And he would have, you know, been okay. And they're like, I would be more comfortable with 20. I'll tell you what, the way Rosas has kicked it, 55, I feel okay about that.
1: 42 would have been okay. 42 is a 60-yard field goal. Right. Okay, he he can make a 60-yard field goal, I'm telling you. He can make a 60-yard field goal. Hey, listen, I mean, if there's a guy that can do it with his leg strength, it could have been. So maybe, you know, rather than getting 20 yards, you get
0: 15 and give it a shot. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to look at the tape, guys, so I can't comment specifically on the four plays and what went wrong on them because I haven't looked at it. Um, but look, I, I think Chris is a fair point But Pat Shurmur was asked after the game He said he liked the plays that he called He thought they were good plays uh, They just didn't get executed the way Listen, uh, the if, team if, would have liked
1: if, if a team can kick a 62-yard field goal against you Or 63 it'll beat you yeah. I think that Aldrick Rojas can do that too
0: All right, I got two nuggets I have for fields I want to do the callers first And then we'll do it at the end of the show Because we started a little bit late Let's go to Dre in Atlanta He's next Hello, Dre Hello, Dre Hey, long time no speak. Happy yeah, New Year. Yeah, Dre. So, well, well, Dre always calls on the offseason. It's funny. We have like an in-season calling group and an off season calling group. Dre's part of the offseason calling group. first day of the and offseason. And now he's back in. He's <laughs> right away. I like it. Well, I got to because, you know, I got to assess
6: everything that's going on for the season. So the offseason, I can, you know, I have my material. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you.
1: Now I'm sure I'm, you have I'm some material.
6: Early. I'm starting early. I'm going to tell you. First of all, before I can even get started, I'm going to make it real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm just tired of, you know, fans wanting to throw anybody to back up Eli, and then when they don't perform, they criticize the general manager and, and the team for grabbing this yeah. garbage guy to do the play. I just, it's just It makes no sense. It's just asinine. But the Cold reason why I called this the defense, I knew going into the season that our defense wouldn't be top-notch because it was pretty much patchwork. You know, especially in our secondary, remember John, you said our secondary would probably be our most Achilles heel because we really didn't we had we had no corner depth, and we had no real safety depth. I think this year going into the draft, we need to look at you know drafting someone for free safety you know we've we've haven't done it with this regime, and we put a undrafted free agent back there who under- who greatly underperformed yesterday, so I think we need to put somebody. Good next to Landing Collins next year. Trey, I agree. One
0: way, shape, or form, you need to find the guy that can play that single high safety spot. I agree. No question.
6: Yep. You know, I would. I wouldn't have been a um, if they picked up a what you call it from um, the Redskins uh, off waivers. Um, yeah, you
0: know, Swearinger. I'm not. Sh- I and mean, look, he's a good player. He's a good player, but based on his attitude, I'm not sure if that's the type of character. And culture yep. that they want to add to this locker room, especially yep. after they went through what they went through last year. You know what I mean?
6: But you know, a good culture can be, you know, effective. You know, you put them in around some character guys. You mm-hmm. know, that can actually, you know, sometimes elevate his play.
0: Or one, sometimes. or one guy can sour the whole room yeah. too. You know what I mean? And I'm a burn, it's dicey. I'm a firm
1: believer. You can't change a zebra stripes. I really believe that. That you know, it just it happens. But anyways, go Andre.
6: My last, my last point is. um, if Haskins decides to go back for his final year, which would be astounding, considering the fact he is the solidified number one. Correct. What pass rusher do you think we can get at six or off or offensive tackle um, at six or even a little further back that will pretty much, you know, handle well, can hand, take us over the edge um, in reference to pass rushing, actually getting to the quarterbacks. They don't have as much time to toss the ball or. Giving Eli or whoever our quarterback is next year more time, and creating that foundation so we get um, Saquon more yards, and I'll take that off the air. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good uh, holiday.
0: You too. I appreciate it.
1: Um, I like the guy, local guy from Michigan, Rashawn Gary. Yeah,
0: he might he might be there at six. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance he could be there. I'm trying to find uh, one. Well, of we the, know one Bosa. Of the we're not going to get like Bosa. There.
1: Bosa could. P- no, both he's of the, gonna be
0: I can tell you the two guys that won't be there, okay? The two guys that are not going to be there are Nick Bosa nothing. and Quinnen Williams from Alabama. Yep. Those two guys are going to be top three picks. They're that good. The only two offensive linemen that would be considered in the top 15 in this draft are Jonah Williams from Alabama and Greg Little from Ole Miss. Uh, Tony Pauline, who was on our pregame show on Sunday, likes Greg Little a lot more. He sees Jonah Williams as a late one. I don't. I've looked at him more closely, but what I've seen, I don't think that's the case. Um, Josh Allen, edge rusher from Kentucky. Montez Sweat, Mississippi State. Jakai Polite from Florida. Those are the type of guys. McClellan Farrell from Clemson, another really good pass rusher. Yeah. They got those, a bunch are the, of them. those are the type of guys you'll be talking about at six for the Giants.
1: They got a bunch of them at Clemson. <laughs> that
0: whole front four. Christian Wilkins will be a first oh, round pick.
1: Man, there's four of them. Yeah. yeah,
0: there are four. But remember, a couple of them could have came out last year. They all stayed. They stayed because exactly. they wanted to try to win a national championship. Yeah, well, and lo and behold, they'll get their shot. Uh, it's going to be a good game. That's going to be a hell of a game. Because, boy, the way
1: those two teams played the other night, oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, uh, and, and I should mention Ed Oliver, too, the defensive tackle from Houston. That's right. He'll be another yeah. guy that'll be in the mix. He has some stuff that happened on the bench, though, with the coach. The little, you know, they got to do a little investigation on him. So, Yeah,
1: you know, you, you gotta be smarter than that. You know, and when you're this type of player at this level at that at that pick, you cost yourself a lot of money by just, just hold it back. But some guys can't do that.
0: And he's also a two hundred seventy six pound defensive tackle. Which yeah. might scare some people off, but those are the same people that were scared off by Aaron Donald and how that worked out. <laughs> he pretty good Yeah And yeah. I was a pretty good player Which yeah. as you remember I told you guys That the Giants were How not many gonna sacks pick him. did he get yesterday Did uh, he get I close I think he got to 20 and a half 20 and a half Okay
1: What did have 22 sure He needed three and a half To get to 22 and a half Okay, okay. So he obviously he didn't No yeah. Yeah, he, so, he, he was short So yeah but, yeah but still He got 20 20 something
0: Marco in Connecticut Marco line 3 is up next Hey Marco well, What's up fellas Happy New
7: Year Happy you New too. Year Hey, um, man! The last two callers just got me so worked up um, <laughs> in a good way about. All right. um, I'm just, I'm just. Ti- you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of like Eli. It's like Eli and Gettleman are 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 just torn in so many different ways, especially online. And it's, and I'll be honest with you, especially from a lot of guys, John, that you guys have had on before, that covered the a draft. They they are in full locked and loaded against. Well, like, against either who they should have drafted last year and, and Gettleman's track record. And a lot of the beat I'll be honest with you, there's a big divide with beat writers, too, sure that cover, the, 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 cover yep. the team. Which which drives me absolutely crazy because they push their agendas on Eli and if he should be back and what the team should do. But I, I don't know. I guess that's their job. But um, I, don't, I don't feel like a lot of times they're telling exactly what's going on. I feel like they're just pushing their point. Um, all right i'll move on i, I think um <laughs> i i think uh whatever whichever way we could put better players around who's going to be the quarterback is the way we should go with at six and i so i i guess when i say that is i like eli coming back but if haskins proves in the small sample size that he's worthy of that number six pick then i think you take him. but I keep going okay, back to
1: the and one, we agree that. with get that. We've talked about that.
0: Yeah, Marco, by the way, yeah. we agree. Like, I'm not saying don't draft Dwayne Haskins, but if they, again, I'm not sure how closely they've looked at him because he's an underclassman and he hasn't declared yet. Yeah. I know I haven't watched him. If I watch Dwayne Haskins and I say, boy, I think this guy's going to be a Pro bowl level NFL quarterback, you'll hear me come on the show and say – Draft Dwayne Haskins. I just don't have that opinion yet because I haven't seen enough of them. And
1: what you also see, this happens all the time, is we don't know a lot about these guys until they start getting worked out. And, and these, they go from now there isn't five of them this year, from one to go to one to two, and yeah, and they course. bounce around. But a lot of these scouts, this can be a make or break for this guy if, if he comes out and he does these, you know, pro day and does the combine, and he is a guy that. Then yeah, the Giants. But you don't want to reach for that quarterback. That's what we yes. keep saying.
0: If he's worth the pick, you take him. But you don't pick him so, just to pick him. And here's the thing: right. what happens if he completely has it? if he's the terrible Rose Bowl. Yeah, is, yeah. What happens if he's terrible mm. in the Rose Bowl? I don't think that's going to happen. The kid's been fantastic. But what Let's if that see. happens and maybe yeah. he rethinks he's, if he's going to come out at all? Who knows? I don't know. Well, well,
7: well see, I, I look at it like this, folks. So if you if you have Eli and then you draft Haskins, I, I mean, what, do, what are you doing for next year then? Because I, I think if, you're dra- if you have Eli as your starting quarterback, then you're picking the number six player to be a premier offensive lineman or a premier defensive player because the team needs help on, on both of those sides. So if your Eli's going to be your quarterback, then I think it's more of a, is it more of like a Kurt Warner, Eli Manning kind of deal? That's
0: if you're drafting Marco, that's know. why you pick the best player. So you don't, you don't get into all these machinations. If you think one guy is much better than the other, you pick that guy. And if you think Haskins is your quarterback and you don't think he's ready and you have to bite the bullet and say, you know what, maybe we're not going to improve the team as much for this individual season, but we're going to solve our quarterback problem long term, you bite the bullet and you do it. It's not ideal, but you have to. That's the price you pay when you're trying to find your yeah. next franchise quarterback. Whatever I always say this to everybody. If it means finding your franchise quarterback, and there are no guarantees in life, I get it. But if it means finding your franchise quarterback, there really isn't a price too big to pay for that.
7: Okay. I'll get off after this, but here's two questions that I I hope get answered, and they will, in this offseason. One is, where would Dwayne Haskins rank if he was part of the group that came out last year? I I actually asked
0: some Marco, I asked somebody that question the other day. They said yep. they would have him before Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, but after wow. Darnold, Mayfield, and Rosen.
7: That's pretty good.
0: That's yep. really good. Mm-hmm.
7: Um, okay. I did that. And then, and then,
0: I asked somebody that the other my, day.
7: Well, I'm happy to answer that. And then my other question is, what do, what do the scouts think about Daniel Jones from Duke? Um, he's a guy that I like. Is he someone that's a second-round pick, or is he going to get pushed up into the first round because of – uh, there's just not a, a lot of quarterbacks coming out this
0: year. I think so. the latter of the two. I, I th- Marco, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. And Thank I, you. I And look, I agree. I think that will happen.
1: And I'll tell you, and, and it's, and it's, and it's one. Well, the the main reason for me is number one. I don't think he is a first round draft pick.
0: Well, again, I haven't seen enough of him. But from when I've read about him, I don't think he is. And either. I've
1: seen him play uh, in Miami. I've seen him play a lot of games. And but you know, he does. He's he's not that kind of guy.
0: He's not that toolsy, right? He's kind of more of a cerebral, very cerebral, doing guy. kind of very just kind of. Basic
1: money he doesn't doesn't really he doesn't awe you with anything.
0: Dude, he reminds me of the way he's been describing it. I haven't watched him; I'm just been going off descriptions. The way people talk about Andy Dalton is the way people talk about this kid from Duke. There you go. Yep. You think that's you fair? Go.
1: A little little smaller frame, you know. Is but he, I, is he
0: athletic? Can he run, or is he? Yeah, no, he's a,
1: he's athletic. Okay, he's athletic. But I think he doesn't do anything like really really good, but he does a lot of things very well. But the other part about it is that there's too many good players above him that are going to get drafted and taken before him. So that's just it. All right. And that's why it makes a case for build through the draft in 2019, get another year with Eli, and if that has to be right, you know, draft your right tackle and get another stud right guard if you can't find if get Jamon Brown or back stud on the pass team, rush or whatever or whatever it is. But you know, and then work on next year, work on the following year when the when the pool is better.
0: You know? and, and you have your choice,
1: and you're not reaching. Correct.
0: Now, again, if if you're better, though, you might have to trade up to do that, which is a little different. Like this year, there's a a chance that Haskins is there at six. There's a chance.
1: And and the Giants at six on draft day will know if they are high on him and they're going to take him.
0: Yes, or someone could also trade up past the Giants to pick him too. That can happen also. So who knows?
1: Which I'm hoping that is the case. Well, Mm -hmm. right
0: now, here are the teams picking ahead of him real quick, Jeff. Okay. Arizona, they don't need a quarterback. The Niners don't need a quarterback. quarterback. The Jets don't need a quarterback. The Raiders, maybe it doesn't look like they need a quarterback, but with John Gruden and Mike Mayock as their GM now, by the way. Wow. You saw that report? I did not. Yes. He's going to be named their new general manager, according to reports. Wow. and There's then an uh, ESPN So connection. who knows? If he loves Haskins, then maybe all of a sudden him and Gruden say, we want to draft our guy. And then there goes Haskins off the board at four. I think that's possible. Then they look to trade Derek Carr for another pick mm-hmm. or for another player. Uh, Tampa Bay at five. They've already announced that Winston will be back. Yep. But new coach, things can change. Who knows? And the Giants pick at six. Jaguars, but they picked that they're going to yes,
1: they they pick up his option, though.
0: Yes. They are going to pick up his fifth-year option, which is only guaranteed for injury. So they could still move on from him if they want to before the league year starts. And then the Giants are six and the Jaguars are seven. That's a team to watch for a trade-up. Mm-hmm. That's the team to watch for a trade-up um, for a quarterback. Or well, the Broncos at 10 or, or another yeah. team. Yeah. John Elway will get another swing. At even, even Cincinnati. Yeah, no, that's possible, too. Who knows you know. where they're going to go now?
1: Uh, Miami's another one at 13
0: that could want to jump up. Oh, well, they they're going to have a new head coach, too. All right, let's do one more call, and then I got two little nuggets for you, Jeff. Jay in Brooklyn, he'll wrap us up on the phones. Hey, Jay. Hi, Jay.
8: Hey, hey guys, how you doing, John? I love your uh, Nick coverage, by the
0: way, real quick. Huh, I, pr- I appreciate somebody does it, <laughs> it. It is it is very hard to watch Nick basketball, but I'm a glutton for punishment. Don't so there you it. go. I mean,
8: listen, you go over over the board sometimes with the little Aquino stuff, but otherwise, I love you, man. You're
0: pretty good with Fair stuff. Fair enough. I, I appreciate that, Jay. And you know, here's the thing about that, real quick. Uh, I, there's no guarantee the kid's going to be a star or even good. But they have him under control long term and better playing him than somebody who's not gonna be here next year. Anyway, go I, ahead.
8: I agree with you. Anyway, yes. Uh, this is the reason why all this talk is why you draft a quarterback when he's there. This this is what, what we're going through right now with the back and forth and yeah. I, mean, I love how people who picked the, the who wanted the running back now are just pointing to two thousand nineteen how it's just going it's gonna they're gonna snap their fingers. To be in a position to pick a franchise quarterback. (laughs) You're right. And Jay, you're right. That that, drove. So basically, they're throwing away next year already. Because we're going to be in position, oh, we're going to trade away our whole capital, our
0: whole draft capital to get the quarterback. And Jay, that, and if you listened to the show last year, that used to drive me and Jeff nuts when people would call up. Oh, you just get him next year; it's it's no problem. Well, it's not always that easy. Yeah, because guess what? We're here now. This yeah. next year is here. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly it one, gets.
1: And there's one guy, one guy that we're
0: talking about, and we're not even sure he's going to yeah. come out. You, it's it's I crazy mean,
1: to think that you can only mention one quarterback with confidence, and you don't even know if he's going to come out. We're doomed. There's nobody here. Eli's coming back. That's what's going to happen. That's it? It's a, it really
8: is amazing. I, I just really, uh, you guys pointed out about uh, la- a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if it was last week but you were on. Where you basically, John, you said that Jeff convinced you to bring Manning back to go forward with Manning, and I agree. But they, when you look at I it, did? do they really have a choice otherwise? I mean, when you when you look at uh, you know Shermer, I think it's it's crazy to see fine after one year. I agree. It's nuts. You got to get the guy more than one year. However, however, the guy's record not good i mean he's standing there right now almost 20 years on the 500 career he's never been to the playoffs every year he's called he's lost double-digit games i mean if they don't make the playoffs next year
0: nope
8: would it be crazy nope. to say yes. sherman's on the hockey
0: yes not I, this I, organization. Because I don't think the giants are holding his record with the cleveland browns the cleveland browns against him his quarterback okay. was brandon whedon I mean, that was his quarterback. Brandon <laughs> okay. Whedon. And uh, who was the other one? Uh, there was one other guy who was also equally as terrible. But I, I don't. Jay, that's the thing. I don't think they're going to hold that against him. I think this is a fresh start. Um, two years. So what, what do you think is a fresh start? What do you think is the... Minimum, minimum three seasons. Three years? Yes.
8: And, if he, and, and he, so if he doesn't make the playoffs next year... No chance whatsoever we're going to go forward with him.
0: I mean, if they go 1-15 and well, like I'm, 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 and, and it's I'm an epic right. disaster, right. then, you know, whatever, maybe. But if they win seven or eight games and don't make the playoffs, no, no I think his job is safe.
8: Okay, and then another thing, the last thing.
0: You agree, right, Jeff? I think
8: Jeff? it
0: would, be, it would be
8: a crime that here we are with two of the worst seasons of China history. And there's a strong possibility they do not come out with a quarterback of the future out of the future out.
1: Think about that. Yeah, but it's not okay. All right, Uh, listen. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate the the call. The Giants could have got Uh, one last year. We know that, right? But they chose Saquon, who, by the way, ah, actually turned out pretty good. And so, hey, pretty good, (laughs) you think? (laughs) I mean, so going into this season, uh, there isn't, there's nobody there. You got to move. You're gonna say, okay. I, I, I listen. I we we're gonna talk about this so much, it's gonna get nauseating. But my my point is that. You if you are gonna reach for somebody, it better be you better be darn, You better be
0: you better be ready to that that guy's gonna be it. And that's the thing, Jeff. I don't want that to happen. Like I said, there's no price too high to pay to get your franchise quarterback. If he's but it can destroy your franchise to pick the wrong guy. And gentleman said set it. Set you back five years. It'll set you back five years. It really will. So that's what you have to be careful about. You can't say we need a quarterback. We have to take one. And I think, frankly, Dave Gettleman proved last year he's never going to have that mentality because that's discipline. You might disagree with the decision, but that is discipline. To say, I'm picking the best player, I'm picking the best player. There's no more tempting cheese under the mousetrap than a future franchise quarterback. That's cheese, okay? And the Giants did not take the bait. Again, you might disagree with it, but they held fast to their philosophy. Which is why this year, if they think, if, if, if Haskins comes out, okay, and they think he's the best player, they'll take him. If Correct. he's not, they won't. Somebody else will. And that's fine. That's where they're at. All right, two things real quick. Jeff, you only played one game on December 31st in your entire career. Do you remember the game? Thank God.
1: I played two college games on December 31st, Do you remember, do you remember, do you
0: remember the giant game you played on the 31st of December? Yeah, it was the Raiders. Yes. That was the first game I did. We the, won the NFC East on that game. Yeah, 30-21. six
1: punts. I, I'm such an honest guy. He, I read it. I saw oh, it. Oh, you
0: cheated. <laughs> what, would you ever remember that? Was sitting right there. What, would you no, ever remember that? absolutely not. No? There's,
1: okay. there's <laughs> no question in my mind that I would have never, ever remembered that.
0: That was my second season working the board for Giant Games over at again okay. Now, two other things real quick, and then we'll say goodbye. We started late, and I know Dave's dying over there, but. We have the off season now. We got plenty of time, right, Dave? Who cares? Out. Whatever. We got yeah. all the we time in the, the world. Um, and by the things. way, remember
1: we're starting anew next week, right? Yes, months, we're said? starting
0: back at noon, starting next Monday. Dave Gentleman live on Wednesday at eleven thirty, and then we'll have BBK at one thirty on Wednesday with Russ Salzberg and David Deal. Um, and no show tomorrow on New Year's Day. Thank you for reminding me of that, Dave. I appreciate it. And no show this Friday? We're closed this Friday? Really? I'm gonna a three day weekend? Seriously? So when, are you, Dave? When did that happen? Now, someone better tell the people upstairs because someone was Sean is supposed to be here to shoot inside the film rooms. Guess that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Sean. Dave. Awesome. <laughs> well, we'll we'll figure that out. Um, all right. Real quick, Jay mentioned how you convinced me that Eli is the answer next year. This is where I'm at on it, and this will be where I stay on it. They'll do their due diligence. If you find somebody that's better, you always have to try to improve the team. Yes. If you find somebody that's the future, you always have to keep that into consideration. But given what's out there, I think finding either someone that's better or the future franchise quarterback for the next ten years, it seems to me at this point, that's unlikely.
1: It's also unlikely that you're even going to get that franchise quarterback, in my opinion, in today's game. Ten years.
0: You're even just, with the even with the quarterback? You're
1: certainly not getting it for fifteen.
0: Oh, you might. For 15? A quarterback?
1: You might, depending on the quarterback. I you mean, got a shot at it. You got you got one here. It's had hard. Him. I mean, that's. I think ten is very realistic. And by the way, in those fifteen years, missed one game.
0: Well, that you're not going to get. That yeah. you're not going to get. Yeah. And by the way, everyone's savior, Teddy Bridgewater, yesterday in the start, with Michael Thomas on the field. By the way, fourteen of twenty-two, one hundred eighteen yards, one touchdown against a Panther pass defense, which has not been very good this year. There you go. Yeah, trade for him. That, you know, that's funny. I, I was joking with somebody yesterday. They go, hey, do you think so Sean Payton can keep him? He's like sending in bum play calls on purpose so oh, his numbers are bad and he can get him on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Obviously, th- the answer was no, but I, th- I thought it was funny.
1: That is hilarious. That's actually really good. <laughs> no, it's amazing what people will think about, right? Um, it's pretty funny, you right? Think, you think 10 years, huh?
0: Yeah, uh, you should, and these guys come out at 22 now. I guess so. You're not going to have him playing 32. at 32? Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I, out of those five guys last year, do you th- how many do you think of those five guys t- uh, play 10 years? For one team now. Three. Three of the five.
0: And you would say Allen would probably be not one of them. I think it'll be Rosen, Darnold, and Mayfield. There you go, the top three. The other two guys run too much. They're not going to make it. Yeah. And again, not to say you can. And again, I, I actually thought Lamar Jackson and Allen. I had them both in the same tier last year. I told you that. Both his late first-round picks, and I think both are showing that. Uh, the Ravens have to, have to change their whole offense. It's working with the way they're using Lamar Jackson. I just don't think in the NFL a quarterback can last playing that or way. They can't. But I think Lamar Jackson can develop into a good enough passer where he doesn't have to play that way. I have less confidence Josh Allen's going to be able to do that, to be honest with you. You think that— uh, I think Jackson has a better chance to be a better, more accurate thrower than Allen does. You think he'll
1: kind of re- sell into that role as, as like Deshaun Watson a little bit? I think he has
0: to eventually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So eventually, once once that kind of ship sails— The one thing about Jackson, and this is true, but the numbers show it, when he's, a pass play is called, he doesn't run. He will throw the ball, but they just call a lot of running plays for him, and that's when he runs the football. Sure. But when they call a pass, yeah. he's not one of these guys that are looking to run on pass plays. He will okay. actually look to throw the football.
1: Yeah, like RG3. He would do, He would be a pass play, but then he would just run.
0: Correct. And here's the last one I'll give you, and I think this has been a kind of a narrative out there that I don't want to dispel, but people are like, oh, you know, the Giants, they were so bad in close games. You just flopped the record like in 2016. Everything's going to be okay. I looked at the schedule here uh, real quick, Jeff, and – The the truly close games this year that were really one-score games throughout, okay? I mean, there weren't as many as people think. They won three of them, the Niners, the Bucks, and the Bears. Those were three very close games that they won, right? Yeah. Um, The close games that they lost, the second Philly game, the Carolina game, the Atlanta game, the last two games of the year, okay? That's three and five. The Jacksonville game was a one-score game with about ten minutes to play, so I'll throw that one in there too. So they were three and six, in my opinion, in close games. Like the second, like the first Cowboy game, it was they won by the Cowboys won by six, but the Giants scored their final touchdown with twenty seconds to play. Okay. That's that's yep. not a close game, you know right. what I mean? Yep. So to me, they were three and six in games that I would consider close games this year. Generally, you go five hundred in those games. So if the flips one, they're four and five; two, they're five and four. So maybe winning a normal amount of close games gets them to six or seven wins, but it doesn't turn them into a nine-win team. Is or an eight-and-eight, eight, yeah. Correct. Yep. That's my only point. Yeah. It'll help, and they have to figure out a to win, win, win more of those close games. You've got to be around 500 in those spots. You can't be three and six. You can't be three and seven. However you want to count a close game, a close game, you've got to be closer to 500. The whole key to being a good team in this league is by beating teams by a couple touchdowns. Sure. And that's what shows you're a good team, which is why point differential is so important.
1: Well, if you have an offense that really the last month of the season can do what they did, then you can get up on some teams by fourteen, but you gotta have a defense that's gonna be able to be on the field and hold up that lead for you. And that comes with pass rush. Getting after the quarterback is when you're down two touchdowns as an opponent, your ability to throw the football and make plays without having anybody in your face is huge.
0: Yeah, and I think that, and, and I like to look, look at net points, right? Okay. The Giants issue are minus forty three. And that's actually probably a little bit better than a five and eleven team, for example. Um, the Packers at six, nine and one were minus twenty four. Uh, the Lions at six and ten were minus thirty six. Um, the Bucks at five and eleven were minus sixty eight. Uh, a the couple other examples. The, the the Jaguars at five and eleven were minus seventy one. Give me a so, winning
1: give me a winning team that was close to being like even,
0: even. Titans were plus seven, they were nine and seven. Uh, Pittsburgh. See, Pittsburgh did not. They should have finished with a better record. They were plus sixty-eight, just finished nine-six and one. Wow. This shows they did bad job in close games. Uh, a couple other games, teams that you think were close. Dallas was only plus fifteen and went ten and six. What Eagles about New England? Were plus nineteen. They went nine and seven. Nah, Patriots. They, they always blot those bad teams. And they were plus one eleven. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a that's probably the. What do you think the with...
1: Chargers were? 120 144 Yeah, they're best, I, they're I think they're going to be And generous. the best
0: team in the league with the with a Saints. They went 1 151. So cuz they score a lot of points. Yeah, so I think the Giants at minus 43, that equates more to a 6 and 10 7 and 9 record than it does a 5 and 11 record. So okay. I think the Giants realistically were probably more like a six and ten, seven and nine team this year, all things being equal. I think six and ten is their turnover ratio was. I'm gonna in give the them one. Positives. I'm gonna give them one extra. Yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 I but I'm not six gonna give them two. All right, six I'm and ten. I'm not gonna
1: give them eight and eight. I'm with you on that. Yeah. No, I'm gonna give them seven and nine. Oh, so you are give them two wins then? Because they finish five and eleven. No, but you're, I meant one more than you. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're giving them six. I'm I would give them that. seven. I'm okay with that. But I'm not gonna give them five hundred
0: um yeah again i think if you do better in close games it swings the it swings your uh win loss record one to two wins i think that's how you look at it
1: yeah yeah that's there so, yep yep absolutely absolutely happy new year happy new year to you happy new year to our big blue crew i'm going to text you at midnight to see if you're up i will not be up so don't text <laughs> me I'll tell you that right now i'm not going to be up
0: uh, all right everybody Guys, we had a great year with you guys. Um, we couldn't do the show without you. Your loyalty and your calls every day. We yeah. have a full bank of calls every show. Uh, I can't tell you how much we appreciate it because we love doing this every day. It's my favorite part of coming to work. Um, it gets out of the office. It's a lot of fun. It, it really <laughs> is. I, I, I get away from Rob Browning. It's the best part of my day. <laughs> but uh, seriously, you guys, we wouldn't do the show without you. You have a lot of loyal listeners, the podcast, live, the callers, you name it. We really appreciate you giving us the opportunity to do the show and talk Giants football with you. And you guys always have Delhi good basis. insight.
1: Really good calls, really good insight, questions. Yeah, you,
0: you listen to talk radio, you get some stupid phone calls. We don't get those here.
1: Yeah. I mean, we laugh at you once in a while, but other than that, it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> no, nah, you guys do a great job. And, of course, the same thanks to some other hosts, uh, Russ, Paul, David Deal, even Meadow, Mr. Grumpy Pants. He he, he likes you, too, even <laughs> even though he won't admit it. And to our great crew, Dave Dominic, Matt Cohen, Dan Salamone, and Brandon Roth, who did a good job uh, producing the show over the course of the year. Have a happy and safe New Year. Yep. We are off tomorrow. We'll be back on Wednesday again. reminder, Dave Gettleman's press conference at 1130, live on Giants.com on Wednesday, and then we'll be with you at 1.30. Happy New Year. We'll see you then.